Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach. I have a very, very fun interview today. It's with a friend of mine for, I think, about a dozen years. You can correct me in a moment. My guest is Craig Valine. Craig is known as the former struggling consultant. He's known as a GKIC or former GKIC IBA guy. He's a smart marketing guy. He's a former New Englander. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Obviously, I'm not reading anything. I'm going all by memory. Craig, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Tim. How are you? <laughs> you know, it's so funny because I reached out to you and I said, um, you know, I, I do, I'm on, I, this is either my 302nd or 303rd podcast. So obviously I've been doing this a while and I also do a ton of interviews. And I said, the interviews that I personally like to listen to are the non-formulaic ones. You know, what's, what's your favorite quote? What's the last book you read? Blah, blah, what's your best piece of advice? What's the one thing? So I said, Craig, would you, be, would you be able to come on and I will have no script, no notes, no nothing. We just jabber for half an hour and try and make it interesting. Kind of a little social experiment. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, um, so I think I got part of that right. Now, you, you and I have a few things in common. Uh, we, are both, uh, we both originate from New England, uh, Massachusetts actually, right? Right. You from Hull, me originally from Springfield, and then later uh, 13. 15, I moved to the, the coast in uh, Duxbury, just north of Plymouth there. Yeah. Um, then I, I moved to Pennsylvania, and, and you moved to San Diego. Uh, Los Angeles, actually, Pasadena. Pasadena, that's right. Well, okay, there's, I'm going to keep track here. That's one correction for Craig. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when you, when I want to catch people up because obviously this is a show for entrepreneurs, a small business owner, which we both are, but when you moved from uh, whole to Pasadena. What were you doing at the time? Um, so I've been here two stints. The first time I moved, I was actually uh, an EMT in the city of Boston. And I was moving here to become uh, a EMT or police officer out in Los Angeles. So that was during 1990. Mm. And uh, I was dating a woman uh, back in Boston whose aunt, uh, whose uncle was the chief of police for Monterey Park, which is a local town near LA. And uh, I had met her aunt married to that chief of police. And she had said, oh, there's plenty of jobs out in, out in LA. Why don't you come on out? So uh, my girlfriend at the time was a, a travel agent. She got us $10 tickets out to LA. We went out and I, uh, I went around with her cousin and we went to different police academies, found out when the tests were and everything. And and uh, I took a test that week while I was there, and they said, okay, be here in two weeks for the next phase of the test. So I had to decide to move out there um, with or without her. So fortunately, I was able to stay with her relatives, and uh, I did. I, got, I drove out. It was sc the scariest thing I ever did. Um, and, but when I arrived in L.A., they weren't here. They had a home about a half an hour away, a summer home uh, that they went to. And when I got here, I turned on the TV, and there was Tony Robbins doing his infomercial. Ah. That was uh, a defining moment for me because I was scared out of my mind. Was I here? You know, 
did I make the right decision? And so the Tony Robbins commercial confirmed a lot of things that I had always been thinking. And I had always been entrepreneurial in one way, shape, or form, but it had really got me back on the track of being into personal development and uh, sales and all these things. It just got me excited. So uh, so that that's what woke me up to entrepreneurship, being out here. Um, I stayed out here for two, two years, got caught in the LA riots, and I moved back to Boston for four years. <laughs> oh, my gosh, really? Yeah. Wow. I, I worked over by where the riots were, so I drove right through them after the uh, Rodney King um, decision. Right. And uh, – and I just, you know, it was just scary. So I decided a month later to move back home. And uh, for four years, I struggled. I, uh, I tempted while I was back in Boston. I did a few entrepreneurial activities. But I had found a good core group of people to hang around with that kept me motivated. And so we went to Jim Rohn seminars. We went to Tony Robbins seminars. We went to Tom Hopkins seminars, all those things. So I kept on staying up to date with those things. Um, but it really wasn't until I moved back out to L.A. that I got into being in business for myself. So when you, what year did you move back to LA? 96. So March 23rd, 1996. Wow. And did, is that when you started your consultancy? Well, around that time, um, I had been reading Entrepreneur Magazine and all those other things all the time, all those other kind of magazines. And I had seen a, an ad in Entrepreneur Magazine that said become, it said become a marketing consultant. And it was really about becoming a Yellow Pages marketing consultant. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I went through that training and coincidentally they had one of the, uh, the marketing trainings they had done was by a top copywriter named Carl Galletti who, who had trained under Gary Halbert. So I got some quality time with him while I was there um, but you know, th but that business didn't turn into anything. So <laughs> I started just kind of winging it as a consultant and I struggled for a long time, which is why I'm now known as the former struggling consultant because I struggled for so long trying to figure out how to be a consultant, how to get clients, how, what, what should be, you know, how does it run? And, you know, I'm sure that you've heard this before, but you know, when you don't know how to run your business, you'll take any business just to pay the bills. You know? so, yeah. I did that for a long time. Was that um, was that Reuben Donnelly? Was that the company you worked for? No, but they were out of Philadelphia or New Jersey, just on the other side of the river from Philadelphia. Okay. Um, and I forget MG something. Uh, yeah, I don't remember it right now. So yeah. when you so um, obviously getting 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 your brain nourished from Tony Robbins, Jim Rohn, and and and. Hopkins and all the rest was, man, that was really kind of prepping the, the field, so to speak, for what was to come. Now, when did you, when did you connect in the Dan Kennedy world, which is how we met? Right. I had actually found Dan Kennedy before I moved out. I ordered the, I had seen the Jeff Paul Dan Kennedy program, how to make $4,000 in your underwear, sitting at the kitchen table every day. Mm -hmm. um, I had purchased that before I moved out here. So that was probably 1995. Mm. Um, so I started getting some of Dan's, uh, stuff. I, you know, I'd seen him also speak on stage, but I couldn't afford his magnetic marketing at the time. Um, but I, that was around 1994, 1995 that I got exposed to Dan Kennedy. Um, I read his books and that's about as far as I could go. I got the JPDK model, but I, you know, again, I didn't have the money to run ads. I didn't have anything, uh, but I loved what I was hearing. So when I moved out here in 96, uh, let me preface also, I also got Jay Abraham's thing through Tony Robbins because uh, 
Jay had done a conference call with all Tony's top students, and I was like number two on the call. So being part of that, I got a free gift. I got the the infamous manual that was created by a former student of Jay's, you know, and Jay Floyd. So I got that. And so that really got me on the path of Jay Abraham and Dan Kennedy at the same time. Uh, but it was really when I moved out to L.A. that I started to get really heavily into Dan Kennedy and I got his I got his um, swipe and deploy file. I got his magnetic marketing and the magnetic marketing is what turned around my life. Really. And, and when, okay, so not to jump around too much. So magnetic marketing, I'm just seeing all this education come to fruition as I know you today as one heck of a smart marketer. When did you get involved with the uh, IBA program? Was that many years down the road? Yeah, that was um, 2007. It was October, 2007. Okay. So, um, you know, short story fast is that, you know, I had tried, I had tried, real estate investing for a while. Cause I was just looking, I was, you know, I was struggling for a long time and I was just trying to find my place. And, uh, and mostly it had nothing to do with my skill level. It had to do with my mindset and, you know, another thing you can talk about if you want, which I, you know very well about. Um, but I had struggled. So I was trying real estate investing and I had spent like 10 grand on trying to succeed in real estate investing and I lost everything. I had nothing left. Oh, wow. And it was then when, uh, my my uh, significant other at the time had said she said uh, you know maybe you need to go to Vegas and work for her cousin you know and you know and I was like so I said God I surrender tell me what to do and swear to God the same night I got an email from a guy named Ramon that said hi I'm the new independent business advisor for GKIC and I'm starting our chapter thing in the next month or so and if you want to be part of it come on and I was like okay this is a sign. <laughs> <laughs> So I went to that meeting and I brought and I, you know, I invited like eight, 10 people there and like seven, seven showed up. And uh, that was almost more than three quarters of the room that showed up that night. So I brought more people than the guy. And um, so uh, discussions that occurred during the night and he was so new to GKIC and I had been around that I was able to answer the questions better than he could. So after the, after that first meeting, he said, Hey, can I buy you coffee? <laughs> And a couple of meetings later, a couple, you know, coffee meetings later with him, he says, I have an offer for you. How would you like to be the director and I'll pay you 35 grand and we'll do this. And that was like God, you know, giving me that. Here's what wow. I do. Yeah. Swear to God, it was powerful because I was like, I surrendered. I was like going to go to Vegas if I had to, I was gonna, but I wanted to hear the message from God. What should I do? Yeah. And, uh, and lo and behold, Ramon entered my life and, uh, and this opportunity. And so he let me run it for, you know, because I was the one, he lived in LA, I lived in Pasadena. So I just used my network in Pasadena and around the area. And we were able to fill the room on a regular basis. And I became the voice. And he goes, you know, after a year, he goes, why don't I just give you the chapter? They know you better than they know me. <laughs> so, Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that, Craig, all these years. That was the, I did not know that. That is such a cool story. Yeah. So from meeting two on, I was the voice of it. I mean, he showed up and he presented, but I did all the work. I mean, I did all the pre the meeting work. I did all the marketing. I did everything, uh, you know, to get people in the room. Uh, I did the newsletter. I did the emails. I did everything. So, you know, after a while, he just didn't have time for it. He was, you know, building his business on the side. And, uh, and so he just gave it to me, he signed it over to me. And I, you know, started making the payments to GKIC. 
You know, what's interesting about that is that I, I, you know, I believe everything happens for a reason. We go through different things and challenges. We come out the other side and, and different things we do in our life. You just wonder why that happened. And then years later, you might find out. And when I think back to um, when I was in the bicycle business and I, and I, you know, you know, my story, I helped grow this single store from like 280,000 a million dollars. And then they hired me to be a regional manager for the chain of 14 stores. We later franchised it to 80 stores. I ran the whole franchise program. And one of the things I did at that time was I would counsel um, new business, new entrepreneurs who bought into the franchise. Like if they had a question about marketing or operations, I was like the answer guy. And I kind of like that. It was kind of fun, but think about what I'm doing today. All, <laughs> so many things that I did in my past have prepared me for what I'm doing today. And like you, I was a student and I was, the library I had before we sold our house, I mean, it had to be four or 500 books, gave most of them to the Goodwill or, or the um, Vietnam Vets Association came and picked up a bunch of stuff. And I figured I'm not going to put these in storage. There's information here that can benefit somebody else. So just take them and you know, give them away. But I had so much knowledge originally from kind of more of the corporate background and studying, you know, Watson from IBM and, and Jack Welsh and all that. And then I, then I drifted into the entrepreneurial world and fell into Dan Kennedy's or planet Dan, as we call him probably 2007, I guess. So our paths were kind of similar. Like I wouldn't say I was finding myself. I was just, I, I said, you know, it's interesting. One of the titles to my book is just say yes. I said yes to everything. One of, the owners that I used to work for said, can you do this? Yes. And I go figure it out. Can you do this? Yes. Can you help us with this? Yes. I just said, yes, figuring I'm just going to get as much experience in my head. I wanted to make myself as valuable as possible. So I'd be the last one to get let go if anything happened. And, um, and somehow just saying yes through all those decades prepared me for what I'm doing now. And that seems to be the, the path that you were on also. Right. Yes. I, you know, I, I'm a very, uh, I don't, you know, get on my knees a lot, but I have a lot of conversations with God. You know, it's just whether I'm in my car, whether I'm, you know, laying in bed and just staring up at the ceiling. I, you know, I have conversations and I just look for guidance. <laughs> you know, um, you know, it's like I, it's not a gut feeling necessarily. I wouldn't say I you just think, you know, and I'm not, and I gotta say that I'm not a heavily religious person, but I do, ha- I believe in God, and you know, and I, and I believe that my life is the way it is because of, you know, listening. <laughs> and, right. And no, you know, people that come into my life, you included, you know, you're, you've been an amazing person in my life. And it's just like, what, you know, so you got to pay attention, you know, when, when opportunities present themselves, you got to say, yes, you know, there's a way that this is going to work. and This is going to help me. You know? And so uh, I've been like that. Yeah. So I, I think the first Kennedy event I went to, I think that's where we originally met, even though it was kind of a passing introduction. Um, I was hanging with Mike Capuzzi at the time and um you know, he said, that guy runs the LA chapter. And to me, I'm like, dang, <laughs> you know, a big LA chapter. Yeah. And, um, and then we kept seeing each other at different events and, and things like that, Craig. And um, it's kind of interesting the you know, friendship developed. And then I came and spoke at your chapter a few times. And right. after I started writing books and no hassle newsletters and all that, but that really, I mean, that chapter really became, I'm trying to think how to say this, it became the real crown jewel for you. Like yeah. if you thought about how much you struggled as you shared, then all of a sudden you were, you were the, every month, man, you were the, you were the king, king muckety muck of entrepreneurs who wanted to learn a better way to market and grow a business. You were the answer, man. Yeah. You know, those, that group, 
uh, you know, it's amazing. And, and even though it's hard to get people in rooms these days, it's still one of the most powerful ways to bond with people and for people to build trust with you, you know? So, you know, it's kind of like the, you know, that tool of speaking, you know, whether you're on a large stage or a small stage, it's still, I think the best way to connect with people, but also to show that, you know, that you know, <laughs> you know what you're doing, you're there to help them, you know? And that's always been my thing is that, you know, no matter what, um, no matter where I've been in my life, I've always been in a place of wanting to help people. And so I wish I had that kind of a room available when I was, you know, when I was struggling, I wish that I had someone close locally that I could go and ask questions to and say, you know, can you help? So I've always been that person, but you know, that the, I, like I said, I'm always a constant student. I'm always learning. Even if I know just a little bit more than the person next to me, it's still of service and I don't have any ego about it. You know, it's just that this is my passion. This is what I love to do. So yeah, being at the front of the room and being in town, you know, it's a, you know, Pasadena is a big city, but it's a small town when it comes to entrepreneurs. And I'm the guy known around town. Is you know, you need help with marketing, go see Craig. You know, and that's because of that room. <laughs> well, I was pretty amazed. Um, you know, I spoke at an event that you put on this past June, and there was like 80 people there, and they all knew you. They, I could just see they revered you. They're all part of the. I guess it was co-sponsored by the Pasadena Chamber, but everybody right. knew Craig Valine. I'm like, yeah. damn, that's a pretty popular dude. <laughs> There's a lot of power in that. Yeah, you know, there's um, there is a huge family element to the Pasadena Chamber, and there's a huge family element to any community that you have. You know, it exists in the Dream Business Academy. You know, it's the people there really care about each other and support each other, and so that's you know allowed me to run this group for ten years. You know, it's so. But I've been a member of the chamber for in different capacities for twenty plus years, and so they all know, love, and trust me, and I, I right back at them. But, you know, that element, again, for anybody in business, that's, you know, you wrote a book on customer retention. I mean, it's like that's what it's about, treating people like dear and valued friends, like family. And so that's why I'm able to fill that room, you know, with people from the chamber, whether they are my ideal customer or not. There's a sense of family. And, you know, every one of them, if they're not ready to do business with me, I can promise that they're going to refer people to me and they're going to talk about me and it's going to because they consider me family. Yeah. You know, earlier today I had a um, couple coaching calls with my clients and they, they're dealing with a struggle that I know you've dealt with and we've all dealt with where, you know, you'll, you'll do something for a client or that you have a, a relationship based on one thing. And then they find out that you're really pretty good and they want you to do a lot more. And, and if you're not careful, you find yourself in what's known as the done for you business, right? So, people who are consultants or coaches, a lot of, you know, it's, it's wisdom, it's advice, it's mentoring, it's holding accountable. And there's a lot that goes into being a good coach. But then there's also the fact that if you have enjoyed success and I believe you should before you go out and coach, then you know how to get stuff done. And, and there's, there's money to be made if you can be the facilitator of done for you services, but it's a double-edged sword because then it's, you know, in a way it's like trading hours for dollars again, it's, 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 isn't that, it's kind of like a, a it's like a train going you know, sooner or later, if you, if you're riding it one way, next thing you're going the other way, you're going to have a crash. So I know your business really took off when you, you, you ran a mastermind group and, and, um, but then there were people who said, Hey, Craig, can you get this done for me? Right. And right. right. Talk a yeah. little bit about that. So I, you know, I have a mastermind group that I've been running for 11 years now and I have 
four of the members are existing members. They've been in the group for 10, 10 11 years. Wow. Uh, so that's pretty powerful because I, the stats say that it usually isn't longer than maybe one or two years um, for average groups. But, you know, I have a powerful component to that. And I love that, that coaching slash group co coaching or mastermind component because I'm, you know, I'm there to support them. Now, in a mastermind group, I'm facilitating it and I answer questions as needed, but most of the time the peers, the people in the group are helping facilitate that, that meeting. And it's, uh, it's much more powerful because it's like, uh, you know, again, like family. I love that element of the business. I love giving, offering advice, someone going out and using it and saying that worked. Holy crap. Wow. What, what else do you have for me? But when, when you recommend somebody get a book, when you recommend, Hey, you need to upgrade your, your website. Hey, you need to get a consumer awareness guide. Hey, you need to have a script written for you. Hey, you need this, you know, you, in some elements, I got to have that available at least to refer someone to do that for them or build a team. And, you know, for the most part, I've been, I had been doing most of that myself and that is not the way to scale a business, you know? So it's important to have a team or at least have trusted people that you can refer, uh, refer out that business because I think that's the next level of it. You know, it's like I can offer all the advice in the world, but where do I go get that done? Well, why not have it done with you? You know, you and I had this conversation about possibly become a media company because everything that I subscribe, I prescribe, um, is all media driven, you know, it's either create your own media through a book, a newsletter, uh, you know, podcast, uh, videos, whatever, but you know, I'm not going to send that business somewhere else. I'm going to, I'd like to facilitate it so that it's, you know, guided on my principles, I guess. Exactly. Now, so you're going through another big change where you're moving from Pasadena to Las Vegas. Um, <laughs> And I know, I know you don't quite know what you're going to do, but I mean, you, you're probably going to fall back on what you know best, which is marketing, right? I mean, right. we're kind of, we're, I know you don't have any exact answers today because, you know, you're kind of figuring that out. Well, you know, I have been working, you know, yes, the answer is, short answer is yes, I'll be falling back on what I know. And uh, for the, at least the next year, I, my son is still, he's going to be a senior in high school. So I will still be coming back and forth from LA to Las Vegas for a bit. Uh, and I still, to this day, still have my mastermind. So at least on the fourth week of every month, I'll be coming back to LA. But, um, you know, what I am working on is really creating, you know, uh, if I can be candid, you know, it's like I'm a recovering alcoholic. And what I have found through, and Jim, this will be important for you to notice, because I said it when I was, when I was kind of, uh, you know, endorsing you at my event, the number of people that have written to me and come up to me after the event to say, number one, that was really courageous for you to say, and by the way, I have my spouse suffers from alcoholism, or by the way, I'm a recovering alcoholic, or by the way, let's talk. It was about 20 people. I got personal letters from them. So, you know, there's something tied into it, and I'm seeing it more and more that there's, you know, addiction addiction follows entrepreneurs in some way, shape or form. I mean, even our obsession to be successful, you know, right, right. Part of that. So, you know, I'm really kind of leaning that way into kind of becoming the recovering entrepreneur, if you will. Um, so, uh, you know, I, that's where I'm leaning is that, you know, people look for a niche, you know, it's like, I don't, you know, I can deal with dentists on, you know, high end people like that, or I can talk to people who are going through exactly what I'm going through or have, and uh, build build a movement tied to that. So that's where I'm going. So um, just a couple observations, and and 
when when we're done with the official recording, I've I've just got an idea for you, but I don't want to share it on the open air. Um, you might find out about it, folks. Just keep an eye on Craig. But um, you know what's interesting is I think that entrepreneurs are, and I don't, ha I have no scientific data, but they do have an obsessive behavior. Yeah. Like when, when people start enjoying some level of success, it becomes very addictive. Mm -hmm. um, a great friend of mine and a mutual friend of ours, um, Melanie Benson, my, my longtime personal mindset coach, she reminded me once, and I don't know, five years ago, I have no idea the time frame, but and I was just like working, 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 working. She says, Jim, do you realize you, you've, since we met, you've already surpassed most of the goals you said you wanted to hit and you're still running like 90 miles an hour. I said, yeah, I want more. Yeah. And she goes, my friend, you know, I don't want to delve into your personal life, but this is, this behavior um, can be, it can manifest itself in bad ways. And she's the one who initially encouraged me to start taking time off because you know, what's interesting is initially, and I always talk about working the 80 hours a week when you're new and God, I did that for years be out of necessity. But then when I started enjoying some success and after I paid down my debt and stuff like that, it's like, I kept going because I wanted, you know, now I'm doing the air quotes more, more, more. Right. And, um, and it's like that that is not good and that melanie and her help and and some other people that i that i really uh, look up to and have been generous to mentor me uh made me really have made it possible for me to do what i'm doing today which is i i technically work three days a week you know with my coaching clients i do calls tuesday wednesday thursday now if stephanie and i have nothing going wednesday and friday if it's not a good day to be out in the boat or do it you're gonna find me at my desk i just can't help myself <laughs> at least for part of the day but literally i can work three days a week and then it, and when we're traveling like to florida or back north we travel friday through monday and i just we, wherever we are on tuesday we stay there for three days and i work but that that I'm trying to think where I'm going with that, but I guess what my point is, you really need help um, getting your life together after you've built a successful business. Yeah. And I think, uh, again, I have no scientific data, although I think you could find it where, you know, whether there's divorce or other things with people who've achieved a high level of success, sometimes there's adulation and all kinds of things that can go wrong. You Being in a mastermind group, and working with coaches and other people, I think is really essential to keeping your, your life in check and having somebody smack you around a little bit and said, you know what, I understand marketing, but it sounds like you're getting a little too big for your britches on the non-marketing side, you know? Right, right. I have no idea what I just, I just had diarrhea of the mouth there, but I think yeah. there's, there's a point there somewhere. Um, well, you know, it's, it's, there's, you know, obsession, you know, for the alcoholic, you know, it's the, it's eliminating the obsession to drink. You know, it's like, you know, like for me, I still get, I still get flashes of, Hey, a beer would be good right now or something like that, but I'm not obsessed to drink. I don't not driven to drink, you know, and it's, you know, for anybody with an addiction, it's, you know, for the entrepreneur, it's like, I'm, I'm obsessed, but you know, you got to create balance in your life. You've got to, you've got to remember that if you have someone you love in your life, you've got to make time for them. If you have family, if you have friends, if you know, cause we have all these roles in our life, you know, whether it's self, brother, sister, uh, husband, wife, all these things, we've got to create balance. And so it's balancing that obsession, I think, if you're, especially when you're the entrepreneur. So, you know, it's, 
so it speaks to so many different addictions, if you will. You know, I, me, you know, from being an entrepreneur, from being an alcoholic, from being, um, you know, whatever else might be, you know, what, what we call character defects. You know, it's just it's dealing dealing with them in a healthy manner. You know? Right. And so, I think, Craig, I just noticed the time. It's we're we're like four minutes into the show, but I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot or or not. Please say no. Can you stay for like an extra ten minutes? Oh, of course, yes. I, I think we're like in a really good conversation, and I and I, I have no, I have no qualms about having a forty-minute podcast once in a while because I think this is <laughs> people are like. I'm assuming I'm always trying to presume my cust my client. What are my my listeners are going? Oh, this is good stuff. You know what's interesting to me is that um, you were very transparent at that event. And I don't know if it's like, you know, coming out on other things, but you're very transparent. And yet so many, everybody deals with something and where you felt love from like 25% of the room has, has approached you. And I think that's wonderful. When I got transparent, uh, when I had, um, you know, topped off at about $142,000 of credit card debt from being unemployed, I then went through cancer. I then, you know, my, my first years in business, my first five years, were horrific. My first year was revenue free. And then I grew, you know, I think my second year was 60 grand gross. So you can imagine, I mean, my first five years. So I really racked up a lot of debt, keeping the family afloat. And I don't know, it's just because of my age of the generation, but there was a lot of shame in that. Like I didn't really talk about it. Uh, it was just something I dealt with. I knew I'm going to pay it back. I'll never, you know, I didn't, bankruptcy was not even a possibility. I borrowed this money. I will pay it back. But I didn't talk about it. And somehow, I think maybe Dan Kennedy talking about his bankruptcies and everything else made it okay. What I want to say is when I started doing my Dream Business Academy events, I did something on the morning of the second day where I talked about money and I called it, um, you know, mindset and success. And I opened up about that period of my life and I looked out and I saw two um, men well up with tears in their eyes. And I yeah. kind of looked away. I didn't want to make eye contact and embarrass them. But when we took a break after that set, and I just shared as much as, and I, I now share everything. I probably shared a small or somewhat sanitized version the first time out. And they said, Jim, thank you so much. I said, what for? I said, knowing that you were there and now you're not, you I got what I need already. And I know there's two more days to go, but I said, I, I now know what I need to keep on keeping on because yeah. I'm right. I'm right where you I'm right. And I'm right now where you were. And I thought, Oh my gosh. So if I can be transparent and authentic and just share the, what I call the good, the bad and the ugly, and right. you make connections with people. And that's what I saw you doing at your event too. So I just want to give you hats, my hats off to you. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, it's, you know, knowing that it's okay to do that, you know, I obviously I got that from Dan Kennedy, personality and copy and him, him revealing a lot about his life. But, you know, I just find that being open and honest with people, you know, you never know who's going through what you've gone through in the audience. And obviously, I found at least 20% in the audience. And I did that, you know, I, I did that because I wanted people to know you, but I also, you know, felt safe to do that, because that's just who I am. You either like me or you hate me. And that's okay, you know. Mm -hmm. But again, 20% of the people, I mean, almost immediately, everybody came up and said something. But then I got notes in the mail, I got emails. And, you know, I went to a post event from one of the attendees, and she pulled me aside. She goes, I just, she goes, I feel closer to you now. You know, it's just, you never know. And yeah. you know, today, just coincidentally, uh, before this call, uh, Jennifer and I were having a conversation about this idea that I just mentioned. And it's just like, you know, it's, 
And she goes, well, you know, you can exclude a lot of people. And I said, that's the point. You know, I mean, mm. the, point, the point is to connect with people who need to be connected to that are looking for some sort of connection and, and a voice, you know, it's like, um, you know, I know that, uh, that like you just said, shame, I felt so much shame when I wasn't succeeding like I thought I should. And that's the key thing. Like I thought I should, when I'm comparing myself to others, when I'm, you know, when my ex was coming in and saying, where's the money? Where's this, you know, I thought this was going to happen and all this stuff. And, you know, you feel just the shame of not being able to provide. And, you know, my, my, my struggle was, I mean, I always fought and said, I'm doing my best. I'm a good person. I can do this. And then I'd go and drink <laughs> yeah. so, to drink away my problem. How am I going to, and I, you know, what's funny, Jim, I always had a book with me. I always had my, my journal with me. I'd always be writing down and even though every bartender, every customer and say, you know, they'd say, what are you writing? What's this going on? It's like, I, you know, I'm, I'm an idea guy. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm everything. But you know, in the meantime, I'm trying to stuff down my emotions because I felt so horrible about it. You know? You know, it's funny from your ex is um, after I came home from my first online marketing seminar, it wasn't Dan, it might've been an arm and more and it doesn't matter, but it was one of those rah, rah, make money in your underwear overnight while you're sleeping type things. And I told Steph, I'm going to be making money overnight while I sleep. And she, she jokingly, but also with a, with a little bit of a jab of realism says, yeah, that didn't happen for a long time. Yeah. It certainly didn't happen year one, two or three. I, I don't know when, but she's always reminding me, I, wait a minute. I thought I was going to be able to quit my job and money was going to roll in while we're sleeping. When, when is that going to happen? Right. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, success happens instantly. It just doesn't happen overnight. You know, so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the combination of a lot of work, a lot of time and effort put into it. But you know, it's cool, Craig. I saw, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I saw a, um, a video, uh, from, um, ah, shoot. Les Brown Whew, caught myself. Les Brown. He was talking about uh, a Chinese bamboo tree. And I thought this was great. I might even share this at my next event. But um, he said that a Chinese bamboo tree, you plant the seed and you have to nurture that seed for like five years, making sure it's watered, making sure the soil's just right because it's got to try and pop out of its shell and then grow. But five years before it will even break the surface of the soil. And I think he said, I could be slightly wrong, but he said, once it does in five weeks, it'll grow to be like 90 feet. Right. And he said, so if somebody looks at that tree, did that tree grow in five weeks or five years in five weeks? And he said, obviously the answer is five years. You just don't see the five years worth of work. And I think that is freaking amazing. I love that story. Right. You know, you don't see all the work that goes into building a successful business. You only see the end result. Right. Right. It's, uh, you know, that's just, it's like anything. It's like you said, the seed example or the bamboo tree is a, is a perfect example. And, um, you, you know, it's, I, I'm, you know, 51 years old and it's like, you know, it's I, my, I'm just finally feeling great about myself and about my business. And I've had good years and I've had good times and good moments and everything, but there's a lot of struggle that goes along the way to get to where you feel that you want your business to be. And it, you know, one of the biggest problems and we've talked about this before is like, what do you really want from your business? How do you know you're not already there? You know? Oh my so. gosh, that is so true. Do you know when when I I've wanted a boat my whole life. I I grew up on in boats. My parents' boats, my grandparents' boats, brothers' boats. But I finally brought my first boat. But anyway, Stephanie and I were driving in the car to Virginia one, and I'm like, man, I started talking about boats again, and I thought 
she was always like, mm, I'm not sure if it's just going to be a nice dream. But she finally said to me, she goes, are you ever going to buy a boat or just talk about it? <laughs> and I'm like, so I felt like there's permission to do it. Right. Yeah. And then I, I started talking to a buddy of mine who's, who, who mentored me with kind of, you know, financial mindset. And he goes, you said you'd do it when you got to here. And that was like three years ago, Jim, what are you waiting for? And I, it was like both Stephanie and my friend were like, man, if you don't pull the trigger, that's your own friggin' fault. Right. So it's very true that sometimes we have these goals and we get to a place and, and you don't pull the trigger. And, and that, that led to this lifestyle we have now. And let's, let's wrap up here in a second with, um, you said something really important. You have to know exactly where it is you want to go. Uh, I was talking with um, a, a fellow business coach who's got like a multi-million dollar coaching practice. And he said, um, how come you don't coach like four or five days a week? You, you'd, be, you'd be making more money and you'd be retired even earlier. And I said, well, I don't want to. Right. I said, I make a very nice living working three days a week. Now, if I worked four or five days a week, man, I'd be even more money. But I mean, there comes to a point where this is the lifestyle that I've dreamed about. I mean, I don't call myself semi-retired, but I, you might consider, people might consider that, right? But I, this is the lifestyle that I want, that I relish. I don't get in a car every day. I'm almost never in a car where I'm always, obviously I live on the water. I see sunrise and sunsets and it's just amazing. Now, I feel like I've worked really hard to get to this point, but even though I'm semi still on the treadmill, uh, I, I was able to at least get on a smaller, slower treadmill and I'm okay with that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's exactly. It's, you know, I, uh, for, it's, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, that most of my life, it, my son, you know, it was, it was critical that my business revolve around my son's life you know, just so that I could be at every event. I volunteered every morning, you know, at school. I picked him up every day. I went to his sporting events. I was in his life because yep. I didn't have that in my life. And so it was critical that my business revolved around what I wanted it to be, you know. And that's a that's a very, very important lesson. It's like make sure you know what it is that you want out of your business and then just, you know. Wow. Uh, you know so, this has been so great. Now, I want to tell the listeners, um, we're going to wrap up now. I want to know, I want to hear from you. You can comment right on the post where you're hearing this. You can shoot me a Facebook message, email, whatever you want to do. Just let me know because I think this turned out pretty well. Usually, I'm prepared. I got a one sheet. I'm you know, <laughs> conducting an interview, but I really just wanted to come on and have a conversation where entrepreneurs can just hear from two guys that, that, that have enjoyed some success. So let me know what you think. But Craig, how can people, um, do, do you still have a home-based website? There's got, there's got to be someplace people can connect with you. I do. It's evolving. It's, uh, you can go to uh, www.getcraigvilleen.com. Uh, Get Craig Valine. Uh, funny how I got that. You know where I got that from. Yeah, I was wondering where that came from. Yeah, yeah. GetCraigVilleen.com, uh, or you can email me at uh, Craig at GetCraigVilleen.com. And, uh, but uh, follow me on Facebook. Uh, and just find me on Facebook, and uh, it's a great place to see how I use my, my son in my marketing and you know, how I use my personality and share my life. Um, you know, a lot of people use their page and they're putting their business stuff on there. I do a little bit of that, but I want people to know me. You know, so, I, so please do that. Well, you're a good guy and you're very open. You share and um, you share and you care. There's a little saying we hear a lot these days, but um, it's really a, it's really an interesting uh, journey that you've been on. 
And uh, I'm really appreciative that you came on the show, Craig. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview. One of the ways you connect with me is getjimpalmer.com. I copied that off of Craig. Get Craig. <laughs> but um, also, you can find me at, uh, at my free Facebook group, which is Build Your Dream Business Now. Quick link to get there is dreambizgroup, dreambizgroup.com. It is free to join. I'm in there every single day. Um, I do free training Thursdays, lots of resources. What I've been telling people, um, we by numbers, we've grown almost to 1,000, but I'm back down to 240 members because um, what I noticed uh, is all the free training, there were so many people who were just lurkers and takers. Uh, they were kind of sitting in the background, taking all this stuff, never commenting, liking, sharing, never asking a question, never supporting anybody else. And I, I don't, Craig, I don't know if you remember this, about two months ago, I said, okay, that's enough of that. And I said, if you're not going to do that, then I'm going to look at it. Too. I'm going to, I'm going to look at the membership list. Um, there's a lesson here, folks. So just don't let me rant on. You should do this in your groups or, or in your business. And I said, um, listen, there's two things. First of all, Facebook will penalize you if you have a, a large numbers and but it's low activity, right? If right. there's low engagement, Facebook goes, was not much going on here, so they won't share your stuff. So when I make a post to people in the group who elected to be in the group, very few of them will see it. So that's that's harming the people who want to see it. It's also harming me because I grew the group for a reason. But the other thing is, I think it's just flat out rude and it's bad karma to be a taker and, and never be a giver. So I made a declaration about 60 or 90 days ago, said, I'm going to start in the back. We started back in November of 2017. And I said, I'm just going to search. And if you've joined, I'm just going to keep working up to current day. And if you join the group, you know, anywhere past the last 60 days and you have not participated, commented, liked, shared in any way, engaged at all, I'm just going to remove you from the group because I will have to make two assumptions. One of them is you joined, it turned out not to be the group for you, and that's okay. You're, you're not helping the engagement part from Facebook. Or the other conclusion is you're just a lurker and a taker, and you, you want all the free training from Jim and the rest of the group for free, and that's not cool either. So anyway, we're down. We're at like 240 uh, members as you and I are doing this interview, Craig. And, and um, it is a little experiment, totally unscientific. I'm not a Facebook expert, but in the last couple of weeks since I really started thinning the herd, so to speak, uh, I posted yesterday and like 60 people saw something literally within a half an hour. And, it, I, you know, previous to that, when I had, you know, almost a thousand people in the group, there was like 10 or 20 people seeing it. So there is something, if you're a Facebook expert, you can say, yeah, Jim, you, you broke the code or, or maybe not. But anyway, God, it's a long, I'm long winded today, but that is dreambizgroup.com. <laughs> Connect with me there. And um, until, uh, until our next great interview, I am Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach, and you take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.